Dear Santa, I've been pretty good this year, and I'm writing to ask you for... No, that's not sincere. Santa! How's it going? Hope your year was good. Mine wasn't bad. I was hoping you could bring me a... No, no, too familiar. Oh, I'm never gonna get this letter finished in time. I guess there'll be no Christmas this year. Say there, young Rudy. Why so melancholy? Oh, Professor, I'm just having a terrible time asking Santa for what I want this year. Truth is, I don't know what I want. Ah, yes, a familiar problem, a common phenomena, so to speak. Uh, when I can't think of what I want, I like to think about what I want for other people. Now, why not give that a try? Well, I'd love for Santa to bring Eugene a new portable spice rack, and Claude a fresh bushel of carrots, and a new scarf for nude, and fine resin for Andruk's bow. Yes, yes, very good. And, and what about for the people listening right now? Well, I'd like to wish them all the best of this season, and to have all the time in the world with the people they love the most, and if they're feeling sad, I'd like for them to know that they aren't alone, and I hope our silly little show can bring them a smile or a laugh. Say, Professor, that's all I really want. A fine holiday wish, my boy, and remember, my sentimental friends, peace on Earth starts with each other. So from all of us here at the Heroes Die podcast, we'd like to wish you a lovely holiday and a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, how are we doing this week? Hey. Hola, Sam. Excellent, excellent. Um, question for you this week. Uh, what is a piece of media that you consumed over and over again as a child that you didn't own, right? So it's not like a well-worn DVD of Shrek that you had in the house. But like for me, it was the uh, Tiny Toons summer vacation that they had at the library that nice. I borrowed every single time they had it. Incredible like, movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was free to borrow them. And it was like the music man for God knows what reason, that's the one that's a little bit more embarrassing. But Tiny Toons Adventure, I was always excited to watch that when I was a kid. Music Man's an excellent movie. Indeed. I mean, the topic of ownership is interesting because technically this was pirated off of public airwaves, but we we did not really have a uh, cable uh, growing up. We barely had network uh, TV. And so my aunt, who lived in Chicagoland at the time, uh, ripped some episodes of Zoobly Zoo for us again ownership is questionable because uh no no money was exchanged but we had those tapes and if you don't know zoobly zoo it is a nightmarish uh show uh that in retrospect is very formulative it's uh ben vereen of broadway fame another uh good actors uh dressed as these very human looking animals in a zoo and it, it warped my brain in quite a few ways uh the content of it wasn't necessarily scary but the the costumes were so, I yeah, we watched a lot of that. Heard of this? Yeah, I think it might have been produced in Chicago, which it's worth a YouTube. Yeah. Oh my yep. god. Zoobly Zoo. Yeah. Next episode is just going to be us live streaming some Zoobly Zoo episodes and doing some reacts. But yeah, there they are. Um, that I think is cocaine was involved in the creation of this. Show. <laughs> that seems fair. That seems yeah. fair. That's wild, Ben. That's a that's a good one. I I can't believe I have. I was, I'm surprised that one of these I had never heard of, like never heard of, but these are vaguely familiar images. 
somewhere right? haunting in the collective unconscious. Yeah, the Fox guy, I remember being real creepy. Uh, all of them. <laughs> Just look at them. I mean. My goodness. So Zoobly Zoo, and you only could watch them at your aunt's house. No, that was the thing. She taped them for us and sent them to us. So I guess technically we owned the VCR, but we did not own any sort of copyright. It was, it was pirated, but you did own it. Like for me, one of the things that I didn't say was Inspector Gadget, which we definitely recorded from the television on VHS, which oh, I just sure. feel was like kind of okay back in the late 80s and mid 90s. Yeah. All right. Next up, Will Harold, what did you watch a thousand times that you did not own? Mine isn't a TV show. It's actually a video game and it was Final Fantasy VIII. Ooh. Back in the day, um, I did not have a PlayStation, but um, once or twice I like was taken on a business trip by my dad and he would let me rent a video game console at Blockbuster, which is something you used to be able oh, to do. That and was I would then rent shit. Final Fantasy mm -hmm. VIII for the trip. And uh, so I played the first like six to 10 hours of Final Fantasy VIII probably three different times and loved it every single time. Great game. Have no idea how it ends. <laughs> yeah, renting games was tough because you didn't like save anything to the console. Nope. So like right. you would either have to beat that in like three days or mm -hmm. could you start could you save it to the Rumble Pack? I never owned one of those. No, the Rumble Pack only rumbled, Sam. That's oh, that was that was just and also for that's haptics. and also that's a Nintendo thing. Do you understand, yeah. Sam? Did you game? I don't know. How Will, old you are didn't you? answer my question. So you said media is a video game not media. I for our listeners media. at home, Sam's media. a fair bit older than everyone else on the podcast. Yeah. Like yeah. a decade or so. Yeah, he'll be yeah. slapping 40 quite a few years before the rest. Of <laughs> and that's not even talking about the Delta and his personality. Yeah. 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 He's kind of a dad figure. You guys keep. <laughs> I mean, you should not see the lumberjack dad. shirt he is working with right yeah. now. Really yeah. sweet salt and pepper, well coiffed hair. Outdated references. You know. Yeah. Hates Pokemon. And and you Shrek. guys look up to me, and I appreciate that. Well, we look at you. Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the two-dimensional screens up and down, not really happening here. Yeah. Oh, tut, yeah. tut. I would just like to say that this is all horrible. Um, but but um, uh, growing up religious, there was like a um, like Christian video library after mass that you could rent stuff from. Oh, and yeah. I think my brother and I like sifted through the chaff very quickly and found two things that we would repeatedly rent on Sundays when my parents would let us. Oh. Um, one was the the animated version of the Lord of the Rings, or just the Hobbit uh, movies that we 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 consumed those things over and over and over again. Um, and then also there was this series. There's a couple different ones, but they were, I think they were like, they were called Britannica's stories or fairy tales from around the world. And they were cartoons, but with an in-person introduction from Pat Morita, also known as Mr. Miyagi. And he would like, be like, let me tell you about the tale of Rapunzel. And then it would wash into animation. Um, but I watched like dozens of those because I think there's a lot of them. But yeah, those are those are like our go-to's. Yeah, that's that is exactly the 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 niche of where you're like we had access to it at this one place and we did the same thing every time because there was nothing new. Cole Van Glan? I think mine is probably closer to Will's. Um and it's and I I can't remember like which exact game it would have been, but it's probably either Star Fox 64 or Ocarina of Time that I would only ever play at friends' houses because I never had an N64. 
So yeah, like Kakariko Village. I I run Kakariko Village at this yeah, point. Back of my okay. hand. Like uh, I've never seen anything Star else Fox in the game. Good. Oh, you so can actually like conceivably beat it in like the a rental period. Exactly. Yeah. It was an arcade style setup. It's it's right. a boss run, right? Basically, mm-hmm, Star Fox. Much, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and it has a multiplayer. Star Fox was where I learned that I wasn't any good at video games because. I had friends who were just like, oh, yeah, I just beat that whenever I play it. And I was like, man, how do you get past the lava level, which is like level three? Yeah, that's <laughs> just, really before you even get yeah. to the tank. Yeah. 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 Ben, oh, feel free. Yeah. Brutal. Just feel free to. Oh, I, I, I have played the tank. Um, but yeah, where you could barrel roll in the tank. I, I do remember that. But that was it. That was as far as like I ever got. I never got past that. I rediscovered that one in college and it holds up. It's really fucking good. Never give up. Trust your instincts. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the most infinitely quotable video games of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Lippy loved his barrel rolls. <laughs> Andross's enemy is my enemy. <laughs> Peppy uh, flew with your old man in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Rudy, Just what about like you? your father, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sim- mine is almost uh, the exact same as Morgan's. Grew up very religious. My mother worked as our church secretary for a long time. And uh, so over the summer, I'd spend a lot of time like in this old, the old rectory kind of like was the Sunday school slash church office. There was a little video library that had a cartoon version from the 70s of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. which I like. The wh- Whoever did the voice of Mr. Tumnus in that cartoon is just Mr. Tumnus for me forever mm-hmm. in the same way that like Orson Bean as Bilbo in the Hobbit cartoon is just Bilbo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and shall forever be wardrobe spare um <laughs> you know like it's just it, I, I just love that cartoon so 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 much and I just Along the lines that of- on repeat Haunting people in animal costumes. The the BBC version oh, of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Those are where fantastic. Two, two VHS. It's very good. There's yeah. two VHS, though. Yeah. And the guy who played Fenrir Ulf or whatever fucking introed the second tape. Yeah. Came on fucking snarling and stuff. Oh, yeah. it was scary. Yeah. Oh, fucking first grade me. Shit The actress who plays the White Witch in that is phenomenal. And if you've never watched it, Ben, the BBC Voyage of the Dawn Treader is fantastic. Oh, I never, yeah. Everyone beyond Witch. The, yeah. the BBC Lion and Witch was what they would roll out in my elementary school on like uh you've been really good and get to see a movie afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um like once a year when your class won that for doing good oh, stuff. Oh hell yeah. Uh and they'd wheel the TV in and everybody would be like, Here come these costumes. <laughs> That's a satyr. I just learned that. God, we used to have to work so much fucking harder to stare at a screen for just a little bit. Like, it, yeah, it, it was such a treat. You'd be like, movie day. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Now I'm like, yeah. I feel weird if I don't look at a screen movie pocket? for a couple hours. Sam, you should check out the BBC Narnia. Some of the fantastical animals in it, like the unicorns and stuff, and and some of the ghosts and goblins are not just people in very disturbing costumes, but are also like colored pencil drawn yeah. cartoons uh-huh. like that uh-huh. are superimposed onto uh, live action. But they're weird. Like they're not like they're not like Roger Rabbit cartoons. Like they look like they're shaded in with colored pencils. 
it's very odd. That sounds really cool. I, I, that aesthetic sounds, sounds pretty wild. I remember this one show where it was like two kids go to a magical world that is losing its color or something like that. And then like everything in the world is black and white, all of the costumes, everything. And then slowly they go on, you know, various little quests and they return colors one at a time to the world basically until the no one remembers this this isn't ringing bells no it's ringing it's, bells but i can't think of what it is i have no idea for 10 20 years i have no idea what this thing is called sounds but wonderful. there was like it was like there was a woman guide who needed all of the colors to all right i'm not going to remember so speaking of guides, you don't have one as you set out from Averton nice. on your way. <laughs> Another flawless one. There he yeah. is. On your way to the Aaron Tower, you blew straight past the Greenwood because the professor, he doesn't need any healing. And you came across a hunting party of Zulgath. The professor listened in on them for a little bit. You thought about stealthing after them, but you were a little bit too close and a little bit too loud to make that happen. So you have engaged in combat with them. We're at the top of round two. Sven, you're up, babe. Oh, I am. Okay. These guys are stinky, if I remember, right? These guys are very stinky. You're going to want to start your turn with a fortitude save. Uh, am I within range of being stinky? You are within range of being stinkied. 25 feet of stank? Uh, it is a 30-foot radius. Yikes. Imagine that in a restaurant. Yeah, that's a freaking Magic the Gathering conference right there. That's bad. <laughs> that's... Okay, here we go. Uh, okay, uh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's going to be 25. Uh, 25, that is good. That is successful. You uh, are immune to this. Oh yeah, close pins on those. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna rush up it's because Ben is just at the Magic Gathering conference like everybody <laughs> yeah, else. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. marinating in it. Uh, I'm gonna run up and double swing on him. Uh, oh, that's not gonna hit. That's a two on the die. But the second one with your plus one striking warhammer. Yeah, still doesn't matter. Uh, but the the other one, twenty six, my sickle. Twenty six is a crit. Hey, nice. Uh, Jesus, uh, for six points of damage. All right, Sven, that's a move and a double slice for six points of damage. Professor? The professor will uh, move forward 15 feet to the north, and he will uh, produce flame at Raphael there that Sven just attacked. Hurt. Oh, that sucks. That's going to miss. 13 to hit. Not a hit. Yeah, that is a move into two action cast. Professor, that's your turn. Andruk, you're up. What you got? Drat. Uh, Druk is going to move just a few f- uh, feet to the northeast mm-hmm. to be just outside the stank range um, and uh, then take a shot with his short bow. Okay. What is the range on your short bow? It is 60 feet. All right, 60 feet. That's a 28. Uh, 28, that is a crit. Great. Oh, and who are you shooting at? Are you shooting at Raphael as well? Yes, of course I am. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Should have been clear about that. Yeah. Fuck Raphael. Worse. Uh, wow. Rolled really well on the deadly die there for 18 points of damage. Wow. Oh, my Fuck Raphael. <laughs> Fuck you, Raphael. Yeah. Boom. Drops like a ton of bricks. Describe your kill. It is less stinky now. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he says, what's that smell? And uh, knocks, knocks an arrow and hits him. <laughs> That's like what's a cool catchphrase. That's a yeah, cool catchphrase that Andrew yeah, should have. What's that, that smell? <laughs> yeah. Whenever he and comes into a room. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, what's that smell? In the fucking audience will just lose it. That's a move <laughs> that's and a single attack. One. What's next? Uh, he's going to use guidance to yell some encouragement to uh, Sven. Fuck him up, Sven. <laughs> His other catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Very excellent. Uh, so that's just a plus one in your next attack, man. Thank you. That's it. That is on Druk's turn. Eugene, you're up. What you got? That's Eugene's going to continue to float on the outer edges of the stank. Um, and he's going to try and cast Produce Flame at uh, the Green Dirtle. Okay. Um, Eugene, you are in one of the radiuses. So... Oh. I don't I'm think sorry. you have already rolled on this. I thought we decided last episode that I would have been able to sense it as I approach and keep my distance. I, I'll let you back out of it, but you are in it right now. Okay. Yeah, Eugene is retreating to the south and a little bit west. So, yeah, one one more away and you're good. Eugene rolls out the measuring tape. <laughs> and then Eugene's going to cast Detect Magic. It ripples out from you and you do not detect any magic on them. Sweet. Eugene's going to be like, nothing magical here, my dudes. Murder. Uh, and that's his turn. <laughs> All right. Leighton, you're up. Leighton, looking at the two of them clawing up at him, just... Claude, help! Uh, and Claude is going to come on down with the hooves at... Purple? Natural 20. Which is extra Yikes. exciting, because here's the second part of this, his level up, is his hooves are now 2d6. So that's going to be 4d6 plus 8. Whoa. Oh, you'll love to see it. Um, 21 points of damage to purple. One shot for Claude. Goosh! 21 HP, exactly. <laughs> Claude whips the hooves to the side and goes to stave in Green's ribs. Hmm. Ah, natural three. So no, it's gonna be like a twelve or something. That's a miss. Okay. Uh, so that is Claude's turn, and Leighton, sickened, ill, unhappy, is gonna reach down. Quiet you! And I'm gonna need a fortitude save from you. A fortitude save? That's right. That's gonna be a fourteen. That is a failure. You oh, are gonna. Dear. Oh, terrible. Uh, better. Okay, that's going to be nine, ten points of mixed cold and bludgeoning damage, and okay, you take ten foot circumstance penalties to your speeds until the end of your next turn. Um, that is Leighton's first action. Then Leighton is going to say, stick into the hits, and is going to lightning arc from green to the skulker. Okay, so reflex saves. All right, that is a fail. That's a 16. And I'm still, I'm just aiming, all of them are the same, right? All your DCs? Uh, yeah. yeah, they're all the same. Because you don't add spell level anymore, right? No, it's just your character level is what increments. Yeah, all right. A little better here. All right, 24. 24 is going to make it. So the 24 is going to take five points of damage. And the failure is going to take 11, which is max damage on this. Oh my God. And green is off the map. Wow. Nice. Yep. Look at you. Boom. Come on. Boom. boom. My and goodness. the Tempest Curse explodes around Leighton. 
And that is the end of his turn. Is Leighton a wreck when that happens, Cole? Like when the curse state comes out? Yeah. Not really. It's just you can all see so much more. You know, he's always like damp and there's like a little bit of wind around him and whatever. But there's just a ton of it when the curse starts to manifest. There's a whole ass storm around him right now, basically. Right now, it's the smaller of his two storms. Yeah, but it is a storm (laughs) in the five feet around him. That is so cool. I'll be like this for the rest of the day. (laughs) All right. This Zulgath looking around at four of its companions who have been killed in a little under 12 seconds, drops his weapons. He's like, and the professor, you understand. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, okay, okay. Don't, don't, don't kill me. I, I give up. I give up. I, I, I give up. I give up. I give up. Don't, just, don't, just, don't kill me. Ah, seems to be that we have a uh, surrender on our hands. Did we just make a friend? I think we did. And we are out of initiative order. What's up, my friend? So this is all going through. Uh, the this is all going shy. through the professor. <laughs> oh, that's right. Who can, who can who can comprehend a language but cannot speak it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so, yeah, uh, but I don't. But I, I like I like to think that the professor doesn't know that offhand. Sam and so <laughs> walks up to him and goes, "Very well, friend. Explain yourself and what you are doing here." <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> the, the language that you are hearing initially is draconic. As it is surrendering, it goes into undercommon, sort of cycling through the languages it knows, trying to find uh, a common ground. It sees recognition in your eyes, Professor, and then, of course, you come up and speak common to it. I think that there's got to be some communicability between undercommon and common, right? I, I just, I just think that there's gonna, you're gonna be able to to communicate in some sort of pigdin. So this ah. conversation can happen relatively straightforward. It's it's gonna understand you so long as the questions aren't super. Yeah, I mean, Sam can either let us talk to this guy or we have to kill him. So this is true. It's a little, little old-fashioned pig Latin. Ah, my specialty. Hot way. Okay, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> as far as I can do it. Sam, what is Pidgin? Um, Pigeon? I, I I meant to say I I always pronounce I always I read it before I ever heard it. So I do reach for um, Pidgin instead of Pidgin. or Pit no Pig Pigden. I I say Pigden instead of Pigeon. That's awesome. I reverse the I reverse the G and the D because that's how I read it when I was a kid. Dyslexic. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> there we go. How's that? He's old. Then? He's dyslexic. <laughs> what else are we trying to pile on? Does that feel tonight? good? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> hey, was dad a little off at dinner today? <laughs> yeah, he kept asking the same three questions. That's weird. <laughs> Went on that weird rant about pig gin? What the hell was that? <laughs> and then he made us kill a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I gotta mute all you guys, and now I'm the only person on the fucking podcast. This is a podcast. Is- <laughs> How about it? Now you can't hear anybody but me. Everybody having a good time? <laughs> Rudy, I'm muted. Elon Musk approached the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, in some sort of pigeon, you'll be able to communicate. Does the professor have an immediate tact? Because Eugene would like a word with the professor if he could catch his eye for a moment. Yeah, sure. You. Catch, uh, catches uh, my one good eye. Listen, Prof. Yes? 
This gentleman has some fine-looking meats that he wants to bring into the Aaron Tower. And I happen to have some very fine spices that could spruce those meats up. And I think there's a way to talk to this man. Maybe we could uh, fix up a dish for the folks inside. And he could Uh, escort us right into the tower itself. Not a bad idea. Perhaps we're a band of wandering sous chefs. Amen. (laughs) They do the plating, right? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 definitely, 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 definitely. Okay, okay, good. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, all right, all right, let's do it. So the the plan that I just under... He doesn't know what you're talking about, but the plan that I just heard... I don't know we do either, so yeah. You're going... (laughs) We're we're going to... Spice... No, we're going to force him to bring us into the Aaron Tower under the guise that we're here to help cook a masterful meal for someone. We know they're out of cumin. We do, in fact. Yeah. And Eugene has the spice. We gotta use that to our advantage. We're all out of cumin. (laughs) It's canon. It is. Your word's not ours. (laughs) This is all true. I did say all of this. This is is me. I brought this on myself. (laughs) I mean, look, we can just kill him if that's what you want, okay? Yeah, hey, I'm not, I'm not story. Not a good story. We can just yeah. <laughs> I'm, just for be, I'm yeah, here for it. Circus people who never yeah. diplomacy anything and always yeah. murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah, love this show. You know, let's just go back to the way we always treat Sam's NPCs. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ride them and kill them. Yeah, yeah. Why are we being nice? Well, to I haven't anyone? even started talking to him. I'm sure that. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it, we kind of treat the NPCs kind of like we treat Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Undercut him at every chance. <laughs> Make fun of him for his decisions. You don't just click for me all at once, man. Thank yeah. you. All right. Yeah, some, I'm kind people, of projecting. some people would call it abuse. Elder abuse. <laughs> no. Going with the jokes that we've been making tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, friend, I can't help but notice you are trying to transport this uh, um, some pig here. And uh, we'd like to... Uh, tell you that uh, our uh, goblin accom- uh, friend here is a uh, accomplished uh, spicer. Uh, show him your spices, Eugene. Eugene oh. literally whips open a little patch of his shirt and there's just like that watch guy on Times Square that's trying to sell you a Rolex full of little <laughs> vials of different spices. <laughs> the best uh, character from Recess rolls up. So his eyes, you know, all of his weapons littered around him. He's just like, <laughs> you are Spice merchants? Spice masters. Spice masters. Spice masters, my friend. A crucial difference, but uh, one that ought to be respected. We don't sell, we just collect. Okay. Layton's patting the saddlebags. His eyes, like, flick over the bodies of his dead companions. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get to be a spice master by playing nice. Collecting comes at a cost. Not called a nice master for a reason. Well, (laughs) ah... He who controls the spice. We've <laughs> got a Charlotte's Web and a Doom. I'm really going to drop in there. It's good. We're going to flip over this episode. Oh, that's good. Right? Multiverse. <laughs> that's a hero point right there. All right. All right. Well, All right. well, well Not for the Charlotte's Web reference? Come on. I didn't understand it. I don't care about that book. Oh, I thought wow. it was pretty radiant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... And he thinks back and how like quickly they reached for their weapons. And then there was, you know, an opportunity to think of this as like, okay, so yes, you're a well-defended spice masters. And yes, well, I have uh, 
number of companions in that tower over there who, well, I'll be honest, are very particular in their spicing of food. And we've run out. Would we like a challenge? Well, it seems to me that you've uh, found yourself in good fortune, unlike your uh, 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 <laughs> former companions. Friends? Were these friends <laughs> of yours or just tr- just companions? Oh, you know, like work friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, you did get along. Yeah, you know. Groth over there was, was good for a few laughs. Oh, you mean Donatello? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I was referring to the green one. Oh, Raphael. Yes, yes. Oh, no, no. Jesus. Raphael over there and Leonardo. What was your favorite memory with these guys? You said your work friends. Certainly there must have been something that really formulated that. Ah, God. Uh, Well, there are so many. Dig deep. (laughs) What's a sad one that you might have forgotten? Ah, well. It's a safe space here. Come on, out with it. I I don't know if that's true, Sven. (laughs) It won't turn safe if he doesn't give us some answers. That's what I'm talking about. A sad one. Well, a few nights ago, as we were eating underspiced food around oh, the fire. Tragic. Oh, that's not the sad part. Okay. Laughing, oh. carousing. Leonardo had a somber look in his eye, and he drew serious for a moment to the rest of us, noticing this change in his demeanor. said, Leonardo, here, here is the speaking stone. It looks as though you have something to share. (laughs) And he took it and he said, Guys, I'm sorry, it's a terrible impression of him. He said, That's okay. He can't defend himself, so. We we didn't know him well. (laughs) Holy shit. I've never worked with a group of people to whom I felt closer. It is nice. To finally have found community after decades and decades of unfulfilling mercenary work, I can say now, at last, that I am happy. (laughs) Did that, like, change the mood of the hangout (laughs) when he said that? Absolutely, absolutely. But we didn't hold it against him. He spoke from the heart. He spoke his truth. But he got it out. And there is always space for that in our community. Oh, that's a lovely memory. Yes, well, it was sad that he'd never found connection before that. Oh, but he, he found it when it was most important, before yes. it was... It's <laughs> so, at the end of his uh, life. It's never a mind. safe yeah, space anyway. where everyone can speak openly, but you have to hold a stone to talk? Yes, well, we like to make sure that there's a structure to our ah, attention yes, at yes. moments, when people are being particularly vulnerable. No, yeah, sure, that's, sure. That's good. Okay, good job. Yes. Well, at least he had lived through his golden years. About that tower. Uh, had some time to reflect. That's very good. Some people live a rather unexamined life, so yes, that's good. Yes. He was able to examine his. Yes, and, yes, I, I agree. It, I took a 
leadership course. I thought it was all hooey. It was only three well, weeks Well, we don't have time to talk about that. Uh, let's keep going on with the, uh, uh, the fight's mastery. He um, starts pulling out a reflector projector. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, do you happen he to have a Sharpie on you? Collects all of their bullet journals. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, I mean, there's a lot of hungry people up at the Iron Tower who I think would appreciate a few good spices. Very well. You will then take us and introduce us, yes, as the Spice Masters? Yes, yes. of course, of course. I'll, I'll introduce you as the Spice Masters that you are. I, I hope you have plenty. They, uh, <laughs> they're a demanding group. Who, who all comprises the group? Well, the pickiest of the lot is is probably Loch. Uh, uh, Gesundheit. Ah, uh, yes. name. Loch. Uh, Bless you. Uh, yes. Seconded, seconded closely by Gronk. So the, those two are really, oh, they'll yes, probably be the ones to whom you communicate most directly with uh, <laughs> about the spices. Not, not dead Gronk, right? This is a... No, that's Gross. This oh, Gronk. I apologize. Oh, apologize. Yes. 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 Oh, a thousand dollars. Uh, it's it, it, it is a different alphabet. Painful memory. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, painful, but ah, what is what is light without dark? Invigorating. Light. What is joy without sadness? Fun. I will remember all of these <laughs> looking around. <laughs> <laughs> mutilated corpses of his recent boon companions. Of his adventuring party. Of his adventuring party. <laughs> yeah, this... Yeah, they're still just, like, level one, man. They're, they're out there. It's a challenge to hunt ox. Yeah. You know? like, it's not even a predator. They were just getting their feet under him. Work adventuring party. <laughs> <laughs> he had just multi-classed a rogue. It was their first class up. He does. He gets a D6 of damage. If he could have sneak attacked, but he didn't get the chance. <laughs> just like his friends. Uh, um, so... Yeah. This Zulgath skulker, whose name is Ron, is <laughs> going to lead you to the Aaron Tower. R-A-W-H-N-E. Ron. <laughs> R-A-W-H-N-E. Uh, yeah, hey, he, he was born in Tennessee. So. <laughs> hey, Prof, can, can I get a, a skill check request from you there? Uh, certainly. What, what would you like? I just, I want to be certain he's not deceptive. Ah, but I, yes. I can't understand him. Ah, excellent. Ah. So what, what do you want me to do? Uh, roll. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? What do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, all right, I get it. Me too. Holy cow. Jeez. Wow. You're right, the lack of clarity really it really left you in the deep end with nothing to hang on to. <laughs> nothing at all. Uh, perception check for sense motive ah, certainly. is the mechanic yeah, yeah. that Leighton is expressing. Ah, very well. Let's see. Gonna guess single digits on the die. Not a wisdom-based character. <laughs> there we go. No. Got a... That's a uh, 21. A 21? I look him straight in the eye. Uh, The professor lifts up his eye patch, looking uh, straight in the eye of this uh, fellow with his golden crimson eye. You look straight at him with that eye, and he quails a little bit 
and you don't think that there are any lies in what he told you. Mm-hmm. But you also don't think you're getting like the whole story, right? So sure. maybe there is a little evasion when Cole, you asked, you know, how many of you are there? He didn't give you any specifics. He said, these are the two people that are most interested in spices. Mm. So, you know, if you want to get a little bit more specific with the questions like that, that might be a, a you feel like there's there's room for, for that, but he, he's not lying. Right, but he's not right. he's not volunteering a ton of information other than his uh, management style, which he will go on about. But but <laughs> is our general understanding that like he is going to get us through the door? Yeah, I mean that's that's what he's that's what he's saying. He's saying he he will lead you to the the Aaron Tower. There are people there who like spices. All of that is true. Now, uh, friend, we spice masters, as you can see, can handle ourselves and are used to being thrust into dangerous situations by those who would take our spices. We wouldn't be walking into anything that we ought to worry about, would we? I mean, the... Speak up now. I will say, hey, these guys have spices, let's deal with them honestly, but it could be a little dangerous. Uh, why why do you say that? Well, you know, there might be some, for instance, who might think that it would be a faster route to spices to, uh, you know, just take them. Has this happened before? Like this exactly? No, not no. like this exactly, but any other merchants that come here to offer their wares, if they've been held up or so before? I, I, I guess that's not really what I'm basing that concern on. It, <clears throat> I'm having trouble hey. talking like that. Um, it, it, My immersion! Like, <laughs> My immersion! <laughs> Take a sip of water. <laughs> I'm not basing it on a correlate interaction with merchants so much as I got to read on the guy. Ron, you know people. I, uh, <laughs> look, it was only three weeks, but it was life-changing. <laughs> really developed the EQ. I feel like I, like that's really important in a leader, that, that emotional IQ. And, and the leader of it, amazing guy named Jared. He said I walked in the door with a lot of that, but I hadn't really tapped into it yet. But I walked out with the skills that allowed me to take advantage of a natural intuition about people. So yeah, I'd say that is you know, kind of a kill and take kind of guy. So Grok works for you then? No, I mean more like like your peers. Your peers. Oh, like are you are you not the boss? You just have such a natural charisma that I assume that you were, you know, in charge. Oh, stop. Uh, no, I I was the leader of this, you know, hunting party. Um, oh. Yes. But I'm not in, like, Grok's... Well, I'll tell you what, Ron. Support. You seem like a man who should be in the leader position. And also, I think it's worthy that you get some credit for the spices we bring. So maybe I'll bring a little sample the kind of spice we can add to a dish and you can you can let your guy try it and if he likes it which i think he will <laughs> then we can teach him how to make more of it and that way you get your credit and also he can't just take it because he's got to know how to do it that does seem well thought out 
you also might want to bring like whoever his, you know your boss is so you can consider you for a promotion i mean if, if you're bringing in these delicious spices you should get all the credit and by the way who is your boss again oh who is my boss yes <laughs> who do you procure swine for yes, if we were to submit a survey <laughs> would... doesn't come with an org chart the uh <laughs> the ap Early, you had some sort of candidate management system that <laughs> helps to organize these sort of things. Is anybody getting the sense that he was just making up all the names before and now he had to look one up? Hmm. He was pulling those out of his back pocket. We have a professional organizing company coming in next week. It's it's a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tune in next week for the audit of the Aaron Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we dismantled Sam with just a simple question. <laughs> he came up with all that improvised shit on the, on the fly, the leadership course, but a simple name of who the boss is. said any number of consonants together. And so, like, okay. So it's canon that this guy is lying, right? That's like the only way we could interpret this. No, 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 no. It's just every time you bring up higher authority, he has a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> he literally, uh, fellow, he I can't handle being a number two. That's why boss? they have him out on the party. <laughs> <laughs> I was growing to like him too. That's a shit. Yeah, believe it or not, the AP didn't anticipate the spice route into. <laughs> uh, they really put you on rails in these things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he says that that's not going to work, and he's going to go in through a back door. Yeah, you need to attack instead. <laughs> Roll for traps. My boss, I, I guess, I mean, I, I, the person I report to, the person who, like, sent me out on this hunting mission, is Ashigith. Ashigith? Yeah, Ashigith. And are you too close? Like, you know, like how, how often do you work with them? What's, what's their whole deal? I think that there's, you know, a lot of mutual respect. Yeah, what do you but, respect about them? I mean, they're... Are they, like, fast or strong or devious or can they turn invisible? They are strong. You know, as a fighter, they are, you know, strong. Stronger than me, for sure. You know, I'm like, I might get get them on two out of ten. But they're, they're stronger than me. Well, let's just say I think that he stands to be pretty impressed by the stuff that you're bringing in. She? 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 Part of the reason is, uh... Is, is you know they they they, she has this way of hitting you, that it, it means that you, it's just like she knows all the spots on your body that you know you, you're just weaker right after. Wow, that sounds tough. What they talent? So that's my boss. What about you guys? Well, we're our own boss. Oh, we all work for Eugene. <coughs> he's the he's the spice master of spice masters. Oh wow, wow. Yeah, it's kind and of a thing. To... You just notice, right? When you kind of carry this much goods around, people try and mess with you. I got to have muscle. So these guys keep me safe, which is nice, because I have no means of defending myself. Understood. Understood. <laughs> yeah, spice law dictates that you must not carry any weapons while also carrying spice. Oh, uh, you probably <laughs> saw when we were approaching. I got terrified just of the smell of you guys. I backed up as far yes, as I could. You smell too much, and it could oh. ruin his sense of smell and taste forever. Yes, sorry. You get used to it, though. They kind of go. He, he kind of goes cross-eyed for just a minute, and <laughs> and it no longer smells near him. 
<laughs> he makes the they face. They can control it? <laughs> yeah. He can control it. The other guys, they can't. They, he, yeah. he can turn it he off. He's just like... Mm. <laughs> He's like very small, just like... Sound come from somewhere underneath his clothes, and yeah, it, the the smell goes away on a, on a think, light breeze. I think I think Eugene is like very sincerely like Ron. That was really really nice of you. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> he has to hold all his Ron parts inside his lungs now. He can't talk the same way. <laughs> he turns. He just waddles very uncomfortably in the direction of the Aaron Tower. <laughs> 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 and we come bearing right spices. <laughs> like a man holding in a shit. <laughs> You're going to love this. It's delicious. What's up with your guy? We don't know. <laughs> Ron, um, I've got one last question for you, and it, it's because, like, my job, my role in this whole group is, I'm what's called a sommelier. Do you, do you know that word? Can you say that out loud? Sommelier? Sommelier. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful word. It's, it's for someone who, who tries to pair beverages with our beautiful spices and our spiced meats. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, go on. That's, that's exactly what a sommelier is. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> And what what I think we need is um is is some a nice brew. Do you, like, do you have a, do you have any any brew masters or anyone who can put together some beverages to accompany the meals? Um, don't strain no. yourself. No, I don't. I don't think there's anybody anybody here who's doing anything like that. What? You mean you don't have beverages for your exquisite meals? But water. Don't your throats get dry from all the salted pork? Purchase no, no, ale? No. But no, I mean, we don't have, like, a, someone making it in-house. Oh, dear. Oh. oh, dear me. We are about to change your whole world. Yes. The Aaron Tower will never be the same. Uh, excuse me, Andrew, I, I'm sorry. I I just had to notice. I, it looks like you got a little sad when I mentioned that. Something going on with you? Anything you want to share? Huh. Give him the speaking stone. Yes, Harry, there's a stone. <laughs> Go on. It's just, it's a nice way to, now we're all paying attention to you. No, thank you, Ron. I, no, I appreciate, I I appreciate the stone. And, you know, I think that I, um, I was just thinking about friends, old friends. He looks around at all the dead bodies. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I didn't get it. Yeah, you and me, Ron, we're going to. We're, we're going to be there for each other, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then just the whole place just again. Lord on high. In my mouth. Hold a 15 hour fortitude save. <laughs> oh. Uh, he's really sorry, but that's not going to save. <laughs> Adding sickened. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> all right. Are you all ready to leave this forest and get led to the Aaron Tower now? Yeah, born ready. 
I thought we were going to do a circus. Okay. Actually, wait. Speaking of doing a circus with this guy here, I do think we've like befriended a number of random sort of non-NPC NPCs over the course of this. And mm-hmm. I think it would be kind of fun if there's ones that we all fall in love with to try and convince them to join the circus uh, and become oh. like more permanent characters in the in the pantheon. Yeah, have you fallen in love with this one, Colt? Do you want to do that, dude? I might. We, we, I I guess we have to see if he, you know, tries to kill us. But um, hey, hey, this is Ron we're talking about, and he knows people. That's how I feel, and like I don't know, we would have a Zulgath teammate at the circus, and imagine the amazing things we could have a Zulgath teammate at the circus do. I'm for sure with Cole on this one. Not unlike how Madam Dusklight felt about all of us. Yes, yeah. yeah just imagine what we can make him do. <laughs> Sounds yeah. Not like make a... him do. <laughs> I did not say make him do. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like a dude who is underappreciated. Let's get a Zolgath in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we're missing. I'm into it. I'm into it. Fetch the okay. smallest crate. So you you have to, are you going to broach this as you start? You guys are starting to walk. We have Jeez, he's he's having an ethical dilemma about it now. <laughs> I don't think we do it. I don't think we do it yet. No. Again, wait to see if he actually no. kill tries to kill. We're us. spice so, masters right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right. right. You are spice masters. It'll be an awesome reveal. All right. Heading to roll twenty. New map. Map. New map. Just like the old map. Wow. A brown rectangle. It's beautiful. It helps if you zoom in real close. Yeah, then it yeah. Really, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah, immersion. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, God, nice. Jesus Christ. Right Look there. at this hog. You can see so much Holy detail. Holy God. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, all those rocks that were artfully placed by whoever designed this map. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank, shout, out, shout out to that person. Um, Actually, real quick, while we were walking, like how long were we walking? You're probably walking for another half an hour to an hour. Could I be doing some treat wounds? It looks like the professor's down. Oh, yeah. We can say that you did that before you left. I mean, you, if you want to use battle medicine, I think on the go you can do that. But treating wounds, like, on the walk, I we'll just say okay. that you've done that when you were still stationary. Sure. All right. Go ahead and assume you're up to full at this moment. As you get closer, you can see that the Aaron Tower is a pyramidal structure with steep sides and a flat summit. It's composed of mud brick, but rather than being created like a traditional structure, it was built in one piece by Aridin as a base for one of his Aeon Orbs. The Aeon Orb that circles the top of the Aaron Tower is about three feet in diameter and sheds light for miles. Uh, It never approaches closer than within 40 feet of the tower summit. You can see all of this as you walk up, this bright light shining and orbiting around the top of this tower. You also see about 40 feet up on the side that you are approaching from is the door. And there are flattened earthen switchbacks leading up the side of the tower to that 40-foot point. And you're not surprised by this because you had heard about that from Harlock Hamdiel when he talked a little bit about the tower and how it was designed back in the Hermitage. What is the scale of it, Sam? Like, how big are we talking? It is pretty tall, particularly for this type of space, right? So it starts 40 feet up, and then you think that there's probably another 
45 to 60 feet. So it's over 100 feet tall at the top. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think Leighton just like leans his head back, like drops it back over his shoulders on Claude's back and like leans as far as he can. Mm -hmm. Oh, rather imposing up close, isn't it? And as you get closer and you're, you know, maybe a few hundred feet away from the start of those switchbacks, you feel a rumble under your feet that goes away pretty quickly and you turn towards Ron and he says oh this has been happening some we don't know why but there have been strange things happening in the tower momentary earthquakes sometimes they last longer it's been getting a little worse recently when exactly did these uh, earthquakes start I don't know a few days after we got here it might have something to do with what Kavnakash is doing at the top of the tower, but that's way above my pay grade. Whoa, who's Kavnakash? Kavnakash is the big boss. He's our leader. Oh, interesting. And is anybody else shared in the concern of these earthquakes? No one's going to talk about that. It's just kind of weird, and we deal with it. Very interesting. When you say it's above your pay grade, do you mean uh, that you uh, are not in a position to comment? on uh, your feeling side, or you genuinely don't know what's happening in that tower? Uh, I I genuinely don't know what's going on on the upper floors here. I I really just stay on the bottom. Would you say that Kavnakash knows people? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) It's a loaded question, so... We're not going to tell him. I mean, we'll be talking to him later, of course, but you can trust us. We're not going to tell him. I mean, that evaluation is just, it's so incredible how you do it. I'll put it this way. Yes. At times, I've worried about my potential advancement in this organization because I don't see my own strengths reflected in leadership or rewarded with positions of power. Mm. Ah. Well, you know, the fastest way to get a raise is to apply for a new job. I guess that's true. So what would you say, what are Kavnakash's strengths if he's not someone who's, you know, a leader like you are? Ah, he's a pretty powerful magic user. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a raw talent. Uh, I, I mean, I, he could kill me for... Um, what are we, now what are we talking about here, Ron? Uh, your run-of-the-mill wizard, your uh, uh, dyed-in-the-wool sorcerer? What are we dealing with here? I don't know that much about magic. No, ten to a penny oracle, I'll tell you that for free. Uh, So, (laughs) who has the best diplomacy in the group? Not me. I have a plus ten. Oh, professor then for sure. I'm plus seven. Plus nine. I'll be the spice chancellor. If we want to put the the dice in the, the highest bonuses' hands, I'm happy to do that. If people want to roll to aid, you can. I've seen enough role play, certainly, from... Leighton and Eugene to justify that. So if you want to roll to aid, it's I would a say DC twenty. Far more than Leighton. I Fuck can't me, remember, right? I can't remember a single thing that he said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if only Sam could remember. Oh well. Um, I mean, no, we can't I, retcon it. So Andruk as well. So really, just not Ben. Um, right. And <laughs> just the whole thing about the speaking stone and sort of leading up into that. But no, Ben was. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Anyone who wants to can roll to aid. It's DC 20. Give yourselves a plus two on this roll. I aid. 
plus two for Rudy. Sam, I'm sorry, I don't understand the technical logistics of aiding, so I rolled my d20. Am I adding my diplomacy? You are adding or... your diplomacy plus two. Thank you. Um, then my roll is a 23. You aid, that's plus four. Andruk? 17 total. 12 in the die plus five diplomacy. While sickened. While sickened. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. 20. He's he's clamped he's clamped down on that little sphincter, um, and also it makes sense that the professor is the one who is rolling this because he's the one who can understand him most clearly. Uh, so Rudy, that's going to be a plus four all day. I appreciated the role play, so give yourself a plus six in addition to your normal bonus. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, so then on. that is a thirty-three with bonus with all oh, of <laughs> the traveling kitchen let's do it oh. let's do it so a 33 all right you begin to approach the earthen switchbacks heading up the side and ron says wait 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 a minute wait a minute and he walks slowly to the front of the group and as you continue to approach up, he says kind of clearly and loudly, Yes, yes, come with me. Come with me, spice merchants. Yes, come with me, spice merchants. Yes, you are with me, traveling in my company. You are with me, traveling in my company. Yes. And you continue on up, move yourselves down on the map as you continue up the switch. Real back. fast, guys, something that maybe we would have talked about on the walk over, but would we want more people with comprehend languages on them before we go into a diplomacy mission with only one person who can talk? That's a lot of whack and a level twos, but if you want to. I, I mean, that's the question. No, I hear you. I hear you. That, I, that's, I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's working out so far. It is a risk, and we'll see. I don't I, want I mean, you to blow I, all your level twos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I, I'm fine to keep going. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Nah, let's blow them. No. Cast comprehend language on a rock. Cast it on a brick. Cast it on a monkey. Rutherford. Banana. You round the final corner, and you're up on a platform with a doorway leading in to the Aaron Tower. You see two statues on either side of the doorway, framing it. And as you walk past them, their heads turn and look at you as you safely walk past two gargoyles. Okay, good. Strook smiles at them. <clears throat> they don't smile back <laughs> as their heads slowly shift back and they continue their vigil looking straight out. Oof. My good goyles. The doorway to the Aaron Tower is before you. What lies beyond, we'll find out next week. Oh, oh no, son of a biscuit! <laughs> oh, that was that was a lot of fun. That was yeah. that was a that was a good diplomacy role. That was a good diplomacy yeah. role. I mean, maybe it should have been dissembling or whatever, but I felt like it was mostly a diplomatic mission. And Eugene does have spices. <laughs> <laughs>